0: Welcome to the Agree to Disagree Show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Welcome and good evening, everybody, to episode 34 of the Agree to Disagree podcast show, where we discuss news, politics, and pop culture. I'm your host, Luigi C. Let me remind you, as I do every week, we are streaming live on Facebook at Agree to Disagree Show and on YouTube Live. Remember to subscribe and share my content to whoever you think would enjoy it. I encourage you as well, like as I do every week, to uh, write in your questions and comments in the comment field, both on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, let's make this interactive and interesting as much as we can. Guys, tonight, I'm so excited to have as my guest the co host, actually, two thirds co hosts of the Just Us Dads. Uh, so here we go. Without further ado, we'll bring them onto the screen and say hello. What's up, guys? Hey. Uh-
1: Dude, you had us. You had us in the lobby, and I, I, the music you had there—it's like it reminded me of uh, you know when we were sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, I saw you dancing, and just like
2: it, it came on so loud. Was like, <laughs> Wait, how come I wasn't getting any music? You were getting it. <laughs> yeah. No, no
0: music. No music oh, for me. I'm so sorry, Chris. I'm so it's sorry. Right. God. Chris, yeah, it, was it... Like, it was like the dome, man. It was—it uh, was heavy. Oh duty. man, the dome. Look at us now. We're talking about being dads, and we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> dome music. We Guys, all remember all, the dome? Oh, come on. Who doesn't remember all those clubs downtown, the dome, uh, extremes, extreme, coquinos yeah. So we're going to go through the whole list, eh? The,
2: the Vatican later on.
0: Oh, the Vatican. Oh my god, yeah. The Vatican take a trip down memory lane, guys. First of all, I want to say a huge thank you. I know it's not easy uh, to do uh, these shows uh, in the evening, I really appreciate it. I've been trying to get you guys on for a while, and I really appreciate taking the time to do this tonight.
1: It's good to be here, man. Thank you for reaching out as always. And uh, 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 you have a great show, so it's a pleasure for us to, to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the time. invite. Thanks for the thank invite. you,
0: Chris. So, guys, tell us.
1: The two
0: thirds is here. <laughs> two thirds, yeah. We're missing. He got called off to work, so uh, it's okay. Two thirds is better than uh, than nothing, guys. So tell us, um, guys, tell, tell tell our our listeners and our watchers a little bit about your show. Um, just as dads, who who came up with the concept and and what was the the how can I say this the uh, the driving force behind it and the reason for it
1: yeah sure uh well, i'll go first um look just as that is a is um is a platform it's the podcast where you know we we get together and we talk about our wives and then <laughs> and then we press record look honestly the way it started and i don't know chris could share his um you know his point of view too but uh mm-hmm. Literally, it happened as just a way for us to kind of just see each other uh, more often. At least that's how I saw it. Uh, and, you know, I mean, you, you grow up, uh, you grow older, you have your kids, and then, you know, you 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 kind of grow apart from your friends. You know, you're in your own little reality. Yeah. You have work, you have your wife's stuff, you have your kid's stuff. Uh, and then the only time that you're kind of depending on seeing your friends are at weddings, baptisms, <laughs> birthday parties, and that sort of thing, Right. Yeah. and birthday parties is like there's a limit cuz after 5 or 6 nobody does birthday parties anymore <laughs> like we'll do the first couple of years that's important and then we'll skip it to, until 15 or whatever 16 yeah. uh, so i think we were at one of our friends daughter's first birthday party uh and i think you know we hadn't seen each other for a while and uh like we're very close with with, uh, with the guys and it's you know we're, it's one of those um it's one of those instances where even if we don't see each other like the time that we will see each other. is like, we don't skip a beat. It's like, where did, where did we live? leave off. And, you know, it's kind of like that. Right. Yeah. So we're there. And it was just a blast. You know, we hadn't seen each other for, for, for months and we're sitting down. I had already started my other podcast and mm-hmm. I'm sitting down and we're laughing. It was just incredible. You know, one guy's complaining about his kids. The other one is <laughs> complaining about his wife. And then uh, this situation, that's situation. And I'm like this, like, this is it. This is what, yeah, this is amazing. So to be honest with you, I didn't think that we were going to go like whatever it is now, almost two years, a year and a half. Uh, I thought, look, let's just do it. See where it goes. At least I'll be seeing these guys, you know, in the beginning, I think it was once every two weeks we were releasing two. Mm-hmm. So, so, and that's how it happened. I mean, uh, I think it was the same night. I messaged the guys. I'm like, guys, this, uh, are you up for it? And they're like, sure, okay. I'm like, okay, like right away. Like the the hosting page was reserved, the, the the Facebook page was created, the YouTube like like within 24 hours we were up and running. We recorded the first episode, and then I think it lasted like two months. We hadn't seen, it's like we did the first episode. I think it was like in November of 2019 or something like that, or end mm-hmm. of October, and then we didn't record again until the the the, the new year, like in the beginning of 2020. Okay, uh, right, Chris, or yeah, yeah, 2020. Yeah, 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 yeah. End of 2019. So it took like two months. And I'm like, well, at least we got one show out of it, at least. You know what I mean? And then then we kind of fell into like a a regular thing. And now it's serious. Like, honestly, I mean, like the the, the, the great thing about this is like, you know, things that we've – well, now it's a weekly show. Uh, you know, Chris is probably, you know, he can go into the structure. Like, I mean, there's uh, there's blogs now there's uh, and there's so many things that we're, we're looking into doing, uh, and it's just amazing to see that all these things that we were thinking about are actually, you know, coming to fruition. Right. So there's video clips now that we're doing and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, 44 episodes to be exact. For those of you watching available on Spotify, uh, iTunes everywhere, just as that's really simple. Um, what I love is is Chris, and, and then I'll, I'll just I'll do you as I, I saw and I've I even told you George this is I think it's sort of like therapy as well for us, right? <laughs> That's definitely what it is. <laughs> it it's really is because I look forward to these Thursday evenings in my basement here in my little uh, dungeon, and 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 it just it just makes it so so interesting just to talk and meet different people and talk, uh, especially when you have a shared common interest. So, Chris, how do you how do you see this?
2: yeah absolutely it's it's powerful and uh at the beginning when George kind of like he's the one who kind of initiated the whole thing and put the whole thing together, like we were having fun, we were talking, but he's the one that was kind of thinking in the background, right mm-hmm. and then he did that same day he messaged us, and I was kind of thinking of doing another podcast with um another two two buddies of mine actually, and uh we were thinking more to go down the the entrepreneur dad business coaching kind yeah. of. Reality, mm-hmm. George wanted to go more of like, hey, let's uh, let's do like the everyday, what's the day-to-day like? And then uh, let, let, let's talk about fun things. And yeah, complain, complain and l- the therapy aspect of it. And then it's like we found a way to, I think, kind of do uh, both. Yeah. So like uh, in my mind, it was dads are fun, right? Dads are teachers. Dads are leaders. Dads could be goofballs. So, how do you find a way to do everything where you educate some people, you talk about the difficult topics, um, you put out content that can help a parent. So, uh, just to kind of like t- t- um, pick it up where George left off, yeah, there's blogs, there's, there's videos. We're trying to do different things with uh, funny content and many more things to come. And just to, uh, to respond to what uh, you're doing, yeah, it is awesome. It is awesome yeah. sitting there and it's very powerful to be able to connect with so many people, whether you have the interest the like similar interests or not, it's just interesting to see how many ideas are out there. And uh, we are in a little bit of a, a pandemic. pandemic of, I, I, of, of bad of, ideas. So it's good yeah. to discuss things. You know what I mean?
0: It is. And I think you guys did it. You hit it on the, uh, the nail on the head because right now, I mean, first of all, I mean, it's such a niche, but yet how many dads out there need a release or like you said, advice, or just, just the, 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 the knowing that there's other guys and other dads talking about certain topics that we talk about every day with our friends and say, how do, I, how do I circumvent this? How do I do this? Guys, how do you do this? Your daughter asks you this. Your kid asks you that. So, you know, and I, and I love the topics that you you choose to discuss. And I was looking at your library, and I've, I've listened to quite a few of them. And, and I wanted to discuss some of those topics that really interest me. But before we go into that, I, I just wanted to know your take on, and, and Chris, you just mentioned a little bit today, is what are our roles today as fathers compared to, let's say, the previous two or even our father's generation, the role of a father? I know it's changed so much. How do you guys see it? And, and, and how how do you, um, how, yeah, just how do you see it? What is, how has it changed? How is it different from previous generations?
2: yeah okay um, so the role of the father I think there's the fundamentals that don't change that have basically stood the test of time which is guiding actively guiding right not misguiding, uh, protecting nurturing uh, kind of giving that head start to your children in order to live I guess a good life like to put it simply right mm-hmm. um, what has changed it is the generations uh, so the fundamentals are still there so i believe in the foundations of that i've said this in the podcast many times like i believe you got to give your kids a strong foundation and you got to also give them wings to fly and you got to do both in the right balance or else it could it it could work against them so yeah. i believe that's that's really the 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 whole idea behind a father and a mother, right? But a father could be a little bit different. I I tend to separate those two because I believe in different roles. Yeah, I believe in the quality of the sexes, but there's different roles and you can teach different things just because you're of the opposite sex, right? I agree. Uh, Just to touch on the the generational part, what's hard, and I think it's always hard for every generation, is to understand that you cannot raise your kid the way your parents also raised you. You got to take the good, you got to take the common, but you cannot apply the same rules because the world's ever changing so you got to be able to take the fundamentals and apply them in the future in order to give your kids the kind of uh, the best head start possible
1: but it's also important it's also important to know the the bad things right that didn't work because there's a lot of learning that happened from there too it's like yes you, you know what you need to do but you also know what you don't need to do or you shouldn't do right and uh, yeah. at the end of the day i mean whether it's You know, our parents' generation, their parents' generation, or ours. I think the standard uh, and the consistent element is that nobody knows how to be a parent. (laughs) Nobody knows, like no no textbook,
0: no textbook.
1: There isn't so. Like, you kind of have to learn as you go, and it's that learning process that changes because the realities change, right? I mean, when you're living in a village and at seven years old, you got to go run the cows and whatever, <laughs> carry milk or you know whatever it is, you know, uh, versus now where, you know, you wake up in the morning, you have your little iPad, <laughs> everything is ready for you. Yeah, it's it's a huge uh, generational gap and a huge difference, right? Um so, yeah, so there, 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 there's things to take away on both sides, the good and the bad. Uh, and just to go back to what you're saying about the podcast and th- the other the other interesting thing that I find uh, with with this podcast uh, is the fact that there's very little out there that caters to fathers. I mean, there is a lot. I mean, uh, we're not going to say like we're the only one out there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. But compared to what exists for mothers, Yes, it's, it's almost negligible, and we're not saying that it's not fair. I mean, you know, it's fine. Uh, like, uh, you know, there's much more for women because of whatever reason. That's just how it is. It's yeah. Just, but uh, I do think that there, you know, there needs to be these kinds of forum because uh, these forums because guys also need to vent they need to talk they need to compare learn uh and maybe the reason why there's less than there are for women is maybe because we're much more reserved maybe we're much more introvert maybe we don't feel like expressing ourselves the way women do uh, maybe we don't feel like we need to, to to be part of every single forum out there to see okay <laughs> what does so and so think and let me ask a question like maybe maybe we're not that but i think you know to have this kind of Avenue where you can just go and listen to the reality that other dads are living in today. Um, I think it's important.
0: Yeah, I, I I totally agree. And, and it's just that, you know, we would do it right. I'm sure I have a, a great group of friends that we've been friends since we were kids and we're all married with kids. And we all do it, right? It's just that now you're doing it on on a on a screen or or on 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 sound, right? And and everyone,
1: so. everyone has a just us dads group. Every single person is just yes, that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But it and is it is. Can you imagine? Can you imagine yourself not having that group of friends? Oh,
2: and, and, and but, but let, is, let's be honest, though. Let's be honest. Like what we're doing is a little PG thirteen, right? When the cameras are off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you tend yeah, to say yeah. a little more, you tend to <laughs> tease a little more. Good and point, that, good point. But that was interesting, but that was an interesting
1: debate that we had the three of us. We're like, okay, where do we take it, guys? Because we can't have the whole spectrum. <laughs> we can't. We can't be polite one show and completely, you know, x-rated in another one because that exists too, right? I mean, let's not, yeah. let's not. It's it's funny what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we decided to kind of go maybe not in the middle. I think we're kind of middle towards safe safe zone. Yeah. I, th-
0: I think, I think you are uh, from the episodes that I've listened to. I think you are, you're in a good, you're in a good spot. And j- just to add to what I, I was, you know, the reason why I asked is that I I sometimes, not that I find it difficult and I don't know, you know, we come, I think we had the same type of upbringing coming from uh, Greek and Italian immigrant uh, parents. Um, and obviously the way we were raised is nothing compared to the way we're going to raise or the way we are raising our children. But I find myself sometimes, um, that difficult aspect of saying, what would my dad or my mother, what they, did they do to us? Sometimes you just say, you know, so it's just so simple and it was just so hard assed and to the point. And I turned out fine and, and I understood, but then I have to say, okay, hold on. These kids are not like us. They don't have the same upbringing. You know, like George just said, I brought the kids for the first time back to Sicily, um. A year ago, two years ago, and here I am, looking at the land where my father started working when he was pulled out of school at nine years old, okay. guys. And I'm telling this story to my 11 year old son at the time, where he was maybe nine or he was 10. He had just turned 10, and I said, Alessio, you know, Nono used to work this land, and and Nono Luigi, which I'm named named after, pulled pulled Nono out of school at nine years old because he had to work because they had needed, he needed to support the family and help support the family. I mean, it's inconceivable. How do you describe this to a child, right? And to him, it's like, it's impossible, daddy. What are you talking about out of school at nine years old? You know? So I just find myself sometimes in that generational gap and just say, sometimes, you know, I just want to go back to a, maybe the way my mom and dad raised me. I We turned out fine, right? I haven't yeah. killed anybody yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, no, you're right. But, uh, but look, it, it's what you said, right? It's the context. You have to put things in context. I mean, that back then, that was a reality. Like you're 10 years old, you're educated. <laughs> you know yes. are I mean? like, yeah. in a village by 10 years old. You know what you need to know. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. Uh, you know how to read? You know a little bit how to count. You're 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 fine. You're gonna you're going to survive. So you need to put things in in, in context. But to get back to your initial question, I think about uh about that question almost every day like how did they do it you know yeah uh and of course you need to realize that we're living in a different uh in in a whole different world right now a whole different context but what i think about often is you know whatever we have now sometimes you know depending on you know your family uh context you know, there's the, you know that, that whole question about finances and how do we, you know, how, how do we make it and you know how do we you know organize ourselves and you know you, you do your balance sheets like every other like a responsible family, and you realize that shit there, there's a we spend a lot of money on a lot of stuff, right? And then when you compare and contrast with what I personally had you wonder how the hell were my parents even able to put us through private school? How the hell, like there's so many inconceivable things that I still haven't understood. Uh, and it just goes to show you like the level of sacrifice, which was enormous, enormous compared to ours. Like just look at the school. We didn't get help from our parents. Like, my father, <laughs> my father sat down and taught me how to read French. You think my, you know, he he read my, he, we practiced the orthograph you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'll read, I'll, I'll, read, I'll read it to you and you write it. Like, that didn't happen. We were, like, on our own. My mom, my mom kind of, you know, she, she she was okay. Like, Chris was lucky because his mom speaks French. Okay. Uh, but, you know, the, the your average uh, child that had immigrant parents, uh had to struggle like the, these things you know, you know we we were on our own you know what i mean I I, I I it's funny i'm, I'm saying this and I, I i have this vivid recollection of my mom learning the becherelle i don't know if you guys went to friend like yes the, the, yeah, little, yeah I
0: remember the green the green the, yeah, the, the room the, the, yeah yeah of course telling
1: me tell me the verbs and I'm thinking what is that accent like <laughs> is it accent aigu is it AES <laughs> is it, what is it exactly i don't understand always you can't read like you could you know so yeah no the level of sacrifice was leaps and bounds i'm not saying that parents today don't sacrifice they love their kids they'll do everything for them but you can't compare
0: no you can't compare. you can't mm-hmm. um i i you know it's you it's such a good point which you brought up george i i think about that and it's to me it's inconceivable i can't even i can't even imagine what what uh you know another great story i remember i just this house I'm living in now about it about four years ago. And uh, my dad came over. I lost my mom when, uh, many, many years ago. And so my dad came over and he's sitting in, he's sitting upstairs in um, my living room. Uh, sorry, my dining room and kitchen, which is all open. It's in one, one piece. And I said, and I see him getting emotional. I go, dad, do you, do you like the house? Like, what's wrong? Why? You know, you look emotional. He looks at me, he says you wouldn't even believe me and I said what is it that because it's of course the house is beautiful Luigi he Goes, but would you believe me that I grew up in this size so that living room uh, sorry dining room and kitchen with your grandparents and four or five of my brothers and sisters with the animals in there as well <laughs> it's wow. it, it's like yeah like how do you you know how do you calculate yeah. that how do you even make sense of that so then you of course you do appreciate the sacrifices or just like you said it was a different time uh, a different time a different generation a different world obviously that wasn't here but uh it does bring you, your appreciation of when you're sitting down and we're complaining with our friends and saying whoa my god raising kids and then you think about what our parents did for for us and what they did to leaving their country and coming here I mean that's i mean that's just uh it's in another um Hemisphere. Um, sorry, uh, Chris, did you want to say something?
2: No, no. Like uh, Uh, I'll echo the same thing. I'll echo the same thing is, uh, that's what it is. That that's how noble it was from their part. And it's like, they lived on less to give us more. That's the head start I was talking about. So I don't really try to understand it because I know I can't conceive it, but I try to respect it and that's what makes me grateful every day. And you know what there, you gotta just give back. So you just yeah. focus on giving back to them because you cannot do more. And you can you cannot understand it, right? But you wish that you're able to somehow impact your kids the same way.
1: And, you know, deep down, because yeah. I've thought about it too. Like, you know how many times I've thought about kind of pushing myself to to have that conversation with them? Like, how did you guys do it? Like, And I just don't. You'll
2: embarrass them. Don't do that.
1: Yeah. 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 Not, but, only that, not only that, but I don't think I want to know either because – You know, what if it's bad? I don't know. Well,
0: yeah, sometimes, you know, yeah, Yeah. they say, you know, don't ask the question if you can't handle the the truth or the answer. Right. That's, that's That's for sure. What do you, what do you guys think is, is our biggest hurdle and obstacle raising our children in this generation, in this world that we're living in right now, forget about pandemic for now. Just. In this whole generation of 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 raising children, what is what is your biggest hurdle or obstacle? Do you think,
1: Chris? Chris can take this on. I think mm-hmm. he, like he he has so many. It's like in a roller <laughs> <laughs> You want, you want so, the uh, <laughs> medically?
2: <them> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chris, keep it down to uh, 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 half an hour. <laughs> no, no,
2: I'll keep it less than that. I'll give you. I'll give you a very short answer. Okay, I'll try sure. and generalize it. Sure. Uh, yeah. I think it's almost, just to make an analogy, it's almost like a good garden. You have a good garden, you gotta nurture the garden, you gotta water it, it needs sun, you gotta protect it from the weeds. And every good garden is eventually gonna be taken over by the weeds. Not thinking <laughs> so is naive, right? So it's just trying to protect your kids from all the bad stuff, which we all know what it is. But I think more today is keep, try and protect your kids from the bad ideas. The bad yeah. ideas and the traps that are not really, they don't really present themselves as traps.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, I'm like, I'm being very general, but you guys are getting what I'm saying, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's the indoctrination. Sometimes it's it's the bad ideas that could catch up. It's like, you know, do you want to be in the streets and start breaking things? Is that the way to do it? You know, uh, try and figure out that problems are problems, you know, be bigger than your problems and you have a good time, accept people, be nice, be decent it's not always about feelings learn how to control the feelings you know educate your feelings it's like the intellect so it's a lot of things but the hurdles i find are more in in the intellectual realm and yeah. and maybe the video games so that's my short sure oh, answer
1: that's, yeah well, this is
2: pretty good don't forget also i mean
1: they have access to so much more information or quote-unquote mm-hmm. eh, information uh, than mm-hmm. we did i mean the, we had a tv with six channels i mean that's what that that was our access to information right yeah, yeah. turn them up you know uh, fix you know fix the rabbit ears but um, uh, so yeah so and not only do they have it it's at the tip of their it's at the tip of their hand right and like by the age of 10 11 12 whatever chances are that they're going to be holding that electronic device and you know now everyone knows what youtube is everyone knows what the internet is they can search it so the, the, the challenge like chris said is whatever is out there and whatever you're exposed to to have not necessarily the intellect but to have the reflex of challenging it and to say uh, to, to to tell themselves does this make sense? Is this the right information? Um, should I believe what I read? Should I question it? Should I have that reflex of maybe, I don't know, uh, finding three, four, five other sources of information of, you know, whatever topic, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that is the very scary thing. And, and the other thing, and we've spoken about this many times on our podcast, uh, bullying has taken a whole other amplitude than it was back in our days and i mean we we, we've said it and we apologized on our podcast already several times to the kids that we may have bullied uh you know Uh, and it's not a laughing matter it's just that you know we weren't we weren't like bullies to the sense that we would hit kids or we weren't violent at all it was more you know laughing uh, you know uh, you know fucking around and you know making just you know kidding around like like you know kids do Uh, so we weren't the violent bullies but the fact is that in our in our time it it happened and it would end it it would just disappear you understand like in certain cases i mean there were kids that and not not from us specifically i mean we weren't big bullies we're we're saying like that because there were certain instances but we saw kids in high school um, that throughout their whole uh the life in high school, they were, you know, the kids that everyone used to push around and yeah. you know, they were smaller, they were weaker. So uh so yeah it, it existed but now it, it's it, it's so much greater in the sense that it's on Facebook, it's on whatever other application they use and you, you get bullied at school and then it's the online forms the text messages. Twenty four hours.
0: Twenty four hours going
1: on and on and on and on. And that's something that preoccupies me specifically. Like because yeah. I mean we've been there. We've been in their in their shoes. I wasn't the type to open up to my parents. I mean, first of all, we didn't have that kind of relationship. It was like mom, I love you. And what do you think about um, you know, this like we didn't have that, you know, <laughs> I envy kids that did. But I never lived that. I mean, you know, we didn't have these kinds of conversations with no, my you
0: know Greek, I mean? Greek and Italian parents, it's not happening. Guys. Like we we, happening.
1: we like we didn't hug before bedtime and we didn't kiss in the morning. Like that didn't exist. It wasn't a reality. Uh, so
2: <laughs> yeah. wait, let me just jump in there, yeah. George. Yeah. We, there was no sorry, no thank you, and no I love you. <laughs> yeah. We we, met, we meant it all. We meant it all. We meant it every time, but you had to be like telepathically. It was silent. It It was was telepathically. Oh,
0: that is so good. That's the light of the night so far. (laughs) That's so So, good. Yeah.
1: But so, so I'm preoccupied by that a lot in the sense that are my kids going to open up? Because I want that. I want to be able to have that. Uh, that openness, right? And that dialogue with uh, with my kids. I want to have that relationship that my parents didn't because of whatever reason they didn't have it, you know? But yeah. I don't want to be like that. I want to be the parent that is very open and you can have a conversation if you're mad, if you're frustrated, if you're sad or whatever it is. You know, just I want to be that. I don't want to say the friend because I don't want to be a friend. I want to be a, a parent. But at the same time, I want to have that uh, reflex that you have, uh to call up a friend and say Fuck, you know what happened this and that yeah. like i want that right and, and i don't know if that's going to happen but at the same time uh it, it's in the back of my mind a lot as the kids grow older um like kind of uh what kind of kids are they going to be to others and how are the other kids going to be to them understand like that dynamic yeah. uh, i question a lot
0: I understand because I mean I think it's it's our job right. We have to put these we're we're raising these kids that are going to be citizens of the world right. So well, look, we, your
1: kids your, kid, your kids are older so you have boys that are eleven. Does your yes. kid have a phone a cell phone,
0: Luigi? No, he no he doesn't. Uh, but obviously there's talk now that he's going to high school next year. He's going to be taking the city bus, so there's talk of that. Not that we I, needed. I, I think yeah we've said this with Chris. You should get him a pager. Here, figure
1: it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're lucky because I only got that when I went to college. So here, I'm giving it to you in high school. Do, what is do they, that? Do,
0: do they still make majors?
1: <laughs> and a bag of quarters? <laughs> good luck finding a payphone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good luck for that. Exactly. No,
0: but uh, but I find you know what what my hurdle and, and just if I could get your feedback on this, my hurdle and obstacle is. And is that I'm so afraid because I'm such a highly opinionated person, uh kind of a hard head, and it's not my fault, it's the Sicilian blood in me. Um <laughs> is that I <laughs> sometimes I just like I you know when I'm my parenting skills. You know, just oh, uh, there's someone bothering you at school. Just kick him in the nuts. It just that's it. Ended there. That's all. You yeah. know. And then you think, Luigi, what are you saying, man? Jesus. And guys, let me put this into context. My wife is a is a trained social worker. Okay. <laughs> so, and now she works at Galileo, which is uh, um, a school for special uh, special needs for adults. So my wife is a saint. Okay. So she, she's trained for this. Okay. Um, and I think one of your wives is a teacher as well, right? Is it Chris? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, my, she yeah. looks at me. And she's like, she just looks at me like, what, what is wrong with you? What are you, what is, this is not, you're not in high school, Luigi, that I you heard had heard with, these things, <laughs> but, but I said, but it worked for me. Somebody bothered me. Even if I'd get a beating, I'd stand up for him, but at least I stand up for him. stood up for myself and he would just leave me alone yeah. and it never happened again. Sometimes that's what that's this is what's my obstacle is. My tendencies of of being so highly opinionated that my kids and especially my my almost 12 year old looks at me and and I see already, he's starting to look at me, how he sees things. And I'm like, I want you to make up your own mind. It's what, what daddy tells you. I'm just, it's just a guide, but it's, and it's so difficult that there's such a fine line by guiding this child to be able to make up his own decisions. But then he's going to say, my dad looks at it this way. So I should look at it that way. That's what I'm so scared about.
1: Yeah, but look, you know, I think everyone is kind of worried, you know, how to how to raise their kids. But here's what I tell myself the same, the same uh the same way that today as a 40-year-old, I kind of question my own self and say, okay, what do I do now? Uh how do I react? Yeah. like you can't expect a 10-year-old to have your logic. Yeah, like it 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 just can't work, right? Yeah, like, if you at 40 have problems. Or not problems, but you know, you 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 kind of question yourself in your own dealings. You're like, okay, well, <laughs> how, how do I, you know, what I mean, how can a 12 year old know what to do and how to react in whatever situation? Uh, so I think it comes back to what Chris was saying, right? Just laying out the foundation where, and 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 you know, uh, I, I've known Chris all my life. Obviously, I see him how he's parenting, and maybe he can talk about what he does with his son. But you know, he started early on, kind of just you know planting seeds. Right. So as they grow older these things aren't just new they don't just show up when they're 12 and they're like dad uh, how do i deal with a bully you know like dad uh there's a girl that i like or dad this or you know what i mean like they've already started the process like you've already started the process so chris you know he can he can tell you a little bit what he does and stuff but uh yeah
0: yeah I, chris how do, how do you manage to not not like but like you said i mean within reason obviously but not portray your feelings and and about certain subjects which we're going to talk about a little bit more but how how do we avoid that as 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 hot-blooded fathers i know i'm i'm like i said i, I could fly off the handle pretty quick yeah i don't know
2: Such- G- oh yeah everyone, everyone can Such- oh yeah me too <laughs> me too it's, it's it's very hard like but it, i think i think the, the, the way to do it is, well, the way to try and do it, right? Because you're trying to get the best result possible, but you know you're, you're flawed, right? You know you cannot do it all the time. So, the idea, I think, is just try and be the best version you can be. Uh, you lead by example, but every time you do react or you go off the rails, you got to explain it. You got to explain, okay, look, this maybe daddy overreacted here, but it's important that you know that I care for you, and it's important to know that I know what's best for you, and if, I'm always going to do what's best for you even if you don't understand it now. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and you try and plant the seeds, like George said, you plant little seeds where, look, I'm going to repeat certain things to him, maybe 4,000 times in his life, certain things, 2,000 times. Repetition is the mother of all skill, right? So I just want, hopefully when time is hard and when he needs that reflection, he just hears my voice in the back of his mind. That's what I'm going for. But just to touch on your point, because you're right. Sometimes you you do want to tell, Hey, if somebody's bothering you, you, just, just give them a punch in the face, right? <laughs> just Sometimes you want to say that. but And you know what? I believe that sometimes you that's the right advice. So what, when I was talking about ideas, what I meant is this bullying thing now is a big problem, right? Yeah. And I don't believe that you could just eradicate bullying from the planet by just punishing the bullier. You punish the bullier, the person who's doing the bullying, but at the same time, you want to teach your kid, hey, man, don't bully. That's not cool. But at the same time, if you do get bullied... You know what? Stand up for yourself too. There's two solutions. It's not just one-sided. And I find we tend to find one-sided solutions and we try to find quick solutions without really thinking them through and going into the depth of all the layers of of the issues, right? Because a bully, what is a bully? A bully is a person who has been bullied, maybe. There's some past trauma, has an insecurity, or a very low IQ. Maybe the intelligence is not 100% there. Or it's all three. So you have to understand where he's coming from, too. And it's not just, okay, let's eradicate. Like, I find those big ideas of, like, let's make everyone equal. Let's make an egalitarian society. Let's eradicate all bullying. I find that it's dangerous to to think that solutions are that easy in a very complicated world.
0: Well, that's the problem, right? That's the problem. This is the world that we live in, right? That's a reflection of everything has to Mm -hmm. be... Uh, a quick solution. uh, kid is not listening or whatever. Yeah. Okay, let's give him, let's give him medication, which is something we're going to talk about. Uh, You know, bully. What, let's okay. How we're going to deal with this. What's the, do, there is, there are no quick solutions with these age old problems or not even, I, I would say a generational problem because now maybe there were bullies and you, you know, what's funny that you, I wanted to say something before about bullies. Do you guys find yourself, maybe not George, because you said you, you remembered, but guys, on it is it me or am I just trying to forget or I can't remember? And I'm like, no, nah, there was no bullying in my school. Am, am I being that naive, guys? Or I just don't remember or I didn't see it or I was shielded from it because I was part of a big group and we protected each other.
1: Yeah, that's probably what it was because we didn't get bullied. That's for sure. We had Chris. He was born with a mustache. So imagine (laughs) when we got to high school, like the the guy, you know what I mean? He he looked like a seventh grader. So we were protected 100%. Nobody touched us, you know. Um, But we saw, I I do remember uh, kids being bullied. Like I said before, the the smaller kids were were pushed around a lot. But with, with respect to us. And now, I mean, I don't consider myself to be a bully because, you know, we, we, we would, you know, we, we, it was joking around. It was stuff like we were mostly joking around with kids, you know, like doing little stupid kids that stupid boys do, you know, like, uh, you know, stealing your friend's sandwich and eating it it's, in his face. I mean, like that would be considered bullying today. But back in the day, it was like, ah, that was a good one, man. You got me. Okay, I'll try and eat your lunch tomorrow kind of thing. So when we look back with today's standard, perhaps we may have been bullies. um, But we weren't, you know, we didn't physically injure anyone. We weren't, you know, violent kids. We weren't into fighting and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. none of that stuff. It was honestly just kidding around, joking around. And the, 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 the fact is that a lot of these kids that, we were you know joking around with we're hanging out with us so i mean it, <laughs> yeah. it, that's how i think that we weren't bullies because if i would bully you why would you want to you know hang out with us <laughs> you know, so so it was just joking around kidding around and stuff like that and sometimes you know we would push buttons a little bit i get it but it wasn't more than that but no there there definitely was bullying but now i mean we talk about a lot of, uh, we talk about it a lot more than we used to obviously like Nobody knew what bullying was when we were in high school. I don't, I don't even remember using that word. Uh, so yeah, they're uh, they're they're leaning in uh, to the term a lot more. So obviously, when that happens, this is what Chris says. I mean, you know, we're 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 looking at every single issue and we're trying to evaluate it and we're trying to find solutions, like you said. And some of them require solutions. Like I think bullying is a serious one. Like bullying. Yeah. You, you know, uh, and especially, I, I just feel like kids are maybe more vulnerable today than we were. You know, I mean, we, we some kids maybe, but I mean, I feel like we were made tougher. Um, and probably because we had to deal with these things. You know, you go play ho- street hockey and you got to stick to the gut. Uh, you know, you get up, you you know, toss the dirt and you just keep playing. You, you take it. Right. Um, and there were fights all the time. And like, we grew up in that kind of atmosphere where, you know, today's kids are all sheltered and whatever you want, you'll get it. And don't worry. And daddy and mommy are there and blah, blah, blah. Well, so um, yeah, maybe it's gotten worse and maybe we do need to look into that. But at the maybe. same time, to touch on what Chris was saying, And we say it a lot in our, uh, uh, we said a lot in our podcast, like tough love is still love. You know what I mean? Like you can learn a lot from what we think are bad things, you know? Uh, Yeah. You you can take some good things away from the bad things.
0: But that's, see, you, you, that's a great segue into is the problem now I think is, you know, with, with one of your episodes was safe spaces, trigger warnings, microaggressions. How much are we of this? Are we really mislabeling number one? Number two is, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to compare generations from what, like, like you just said, George, but really, like, guys, we cannot. I mean, uh, choosing what uh, what languages they could use and what's considered a microaggression and these safe spaces, guys, are we really preparing our kids for the reality of the world?
1: Yeah, when, that a, when, that, that was a big topic, and Chris. Chris can probably talk about it a lot because he had that experience, uh, in teaching and stuff. And that's how this whole topic came about. But that's one that perplexes me a lot. Chris, I don't s- know if you have any
0: same here, Chris, I'm sure you're going to.
2: Yeah, look, it, it's, it's a big topic and, and you're right. And You see, everyone's concerned. Everyone that kind of hears all this stuff. It's like, first of all, what the, what the hell are we talking about? What is that? You know? And then once you start digging into it, and you figure out what it is. You're even more surprised. And, I just don't think it's the right direction to go. I don't think, you know what, like the bullying, I agree with you guys. It's something that we need to solve and there's got to be less of it, but that is at the elementary level, when you face a bully, that's life showing you that first is ugly side. That's that's the first time life is going to give you the ugly side and you cannot hide from it. It's there to make you a little bit tougher. Now, I'm not saying don't punish the, the person that does the bullying, but mm-hmm. you need certain obstacles make us better. Certain hardships make us stronger. And if we remove all the hardship, then there's just bubbles and aquariums and we live in glass. And I don't know. I don't think that's how societies become stronger. I think that's how societies become weaker. And look, I'm generalizing a lot because every one of those little topics, we can talk for hours about it, right? But sure. uh, it's I don't believe... That we should be going down that route. You know, it's like, no, what? no, words cannot hurt you. You have to learn that and words shouldn't hurt you. They shouldn't offend you. You know what? You no one no one no one should be punished for offending you. Um, you should you know what I mean? There's, there's so much to, to, to teach, and I think it's a better a better world where you can sit out there and have a conversation and have somebody say things that you totally disagree with with and still be able to say I like this person, I'm getting along that's a good place, that's a good society a place well, where I, I shut you, Luigi, because you said something that offended me is a bad idea
1: I, 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 and you know, it, it's funny because a, a memory just came to me as you were talking, Chris, and you know we, <laughs> we look at our parents and we're like yeah, they, you know, they weren't perfect, You know they, they didn't have all the answers, but the answers they did have <laughs> <laughs> we're we're freaking eye openers, man. And, I, and now that you're saying this, Chris, I remember like you know we're saying you can't punish people for saying things or offending you. I remember one specific uh, uh, occasion. I can't remember where we were, but someone called my mom a bitch. Yeah, you know? like ah.
2: <laughs> and I'm like wow,
1: and I went home off furious. I'm like, bye, you know. And he looks at me and he's like, okay, is she? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, of course not. He's like, okay. So, who cares? Like is yeah. is your mom? A
0: kid?
2: I'm like she's not. So okay.
1: But you know him. what, George?
2: And it was like yeah, it's so simple. There's so like, much it, wisdom in that. There's, there's exactly. so much wisdom in that man. Yeah, exactly. And there's so it's much like, wisdom in that man. That that one answer. That one answer. Like is yeah. she? It's like no. Okay. So <laughs> what are you worried about? Like who cares what the other kid said? Like, who cares? So,
0: so they're within like to to say, Chris, I'm just as I'm re- honestly I'm really worried. The, the uh, of the world that we are handing over to our kids, it's 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 gotten out of control because the, the, the what well two things that don't help when our leaders speak this way, and I'm not going to get into politics, but when just real quick when our prime minister says, "Oh yes, freedom of speech has its limits if you hurt feelings," bullshit. I yeah. mean, so yeah, of course. So so that you know that message yeah. is coming from the prime minister of a country where he thinks everything is unicorns and rainbows. Um, and, and then also on the university level, and now I'm hearing some schools in the States that are telling their kids of nouns to use, don't use mom and dad, because you're going to offend someone that doesn't have a mother or a father. Guys, I mean, I, I honestly, I yeah. think, I think we're, I honestly think we're at a crossroads in, in, uh, in humanity and, in, in, in child rearing, um, as parents. And I'm finding myself, I'm like, Jesus Christ, how do I make, how do I, how do I instill these things into my kids, to my boys with, without enough, enough in their minds that they will not get poisoned in school. And then you, you could understand why the rise yeah. of homeschooling is astronomical right now in terms of, st- in terms of statistics. Um, I'm yeah. really worried. I really am. Yeah. I really am. Um,
2: yeah. And that's what i was saying at the beginning about the bad ideas that's exactly what i meant you know those are i find those are part of some bad ideas and we have to build the courage to talk back against bad ideas it's like okay sure you believe that great all right let's talk about it you know yeah and uh the last thing that's left in any society luigi is is speech if we lose that one we're done we have to protect we got to nurture freedom of speech Like a mom, we got to nurture like a little baby. That's how important it is because that's the only way we collaborate. That's the only way we figure out solutions. That's the only tool we have to know whether or not you have bad intentions or not. I need to hear your bad ideas. You need to hear my bad ideas, right? And if we just silence everything, then what's left? That's how you bring violence. It's simple. Uh, For me, the way I see it is very, very simple. I just find that we're going down the wrong direction.
1: Yeah, it is. But just to get back to the you know the whole political context and yeah, because we live in this uh, political correctness, right, where yeah. we need to say the right things because we don't want to offend every single group out there. So how do we navigate through those troubled troubled waters? Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually had that uh, discussion in the last episode of the one before. Uh, yeah, it was last one where Quebec still seems to be that one province that is kind of behind the pack. Right. Yeah. Uh, we saw you mentioned the teachers uh, getting canceled in in, uh, in at the University of uh, Ottawa. It's happening in the U.S. with all this um, uh, trigger warnings and these microaggressions, and you know, the t- teachers are getting canned. Uh, we saw journalists uh, getting fired, and uh, I, and then you had that incident with uh, Justin Trudeau where he came out and said, "Yeah, just freedom uh, of uh, speech is important, but we need to understand that certain contexts are more fragile than others," which I think is complete bullshit. But Uh, And then you had Premier Legault. And as much as I disagree with the guy on a lot of things, at least he has the balls and says, it's nonsense. We are here to protect freedom of speech. So we're kind of behind that pack, right? I mean, uh, and I remember Quebec came out strongly uh, against the university in Ottawa with its uh, position on firing the teachers. Um, They're obviously against the, the whole wave with Justin Trudeau. But that, like you said, it's very political, right? I mean, uh. But at least we're there. I mean, and I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. You 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 know you noticed that you mentioned university professors and just teachers and university professors and what's going on at the university level. And it's just amazing to me how somebody like uh, Dr. Gad Sad from Concordia University hasn't been fired, or Dr. Jordan Peterson, of course, a world famous Jordan Peterson. Now, um, that 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 basically there is still that you know maybe not every because now it's become like like oh it's the in thing to be PC and a social justice warrior.
1: But you know and, what? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, a second. No, it's okay. Uh, Gadsad and uh, and Jordan Peterson. Imagine if these two people did not have the clout they have, if they weren't like these social media kind of moguls and they didn't have all that international following if they were just a regular teacher that had these opinions I'm not so sure they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't get canned I'm not so sure I mean I think I think they're looking at it very carefully they're like look it's Jordan Peterson he has a lot of you know he has a yes he's strong he's a he's strongly opinionated but he also carries a lot of weight right so they're they're balancing things out you wouldn't want to you know, we don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to push those buttons. So I'm I'm, just saying that if, if they weren't who they are, I'm not so sure if uh, they would have resisted. I'm, I don't know. Maybe,
0: uh, maybe, but you know. they, at a certain point they were, they were just normal professors. And also I look at, I, I came uh, up with my yeah, own. But they,
1: they, they were normal professors at a time where social media didn't exist. So that guy, they made, they made the reputation way before this whole wave.
0: True. Good point. Yeah. But, but don't but I forget also...
2: guys, cause you brought up the, yeah, sorry.
0: No, no. I just, real quick, my theory is, you know, I'm looking at University of Toronto and Concordia University, and especially Jordan Peterson with the University of Toronto. And I think they're using it for their their own for their own benefit. The university who would not want to go study in University of Toronto now?
1: Honestly, honestly.
0: Yeah. Jordan Peterson teaches there. He's a tenured university professor. Same thing with Dr. Gatsat here in Concordia, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but don't don't just,
2: forget that uh, Jordan Peterson for a long time was considered. Uh, a bigot. Yeah, right? of course. They, they, they used what he said, and, and they're trying to make him seem like the evil guy. And he's yeah. just one guy that has good ideas to share. Some are good, some are bad. you know. But yeah. George said something very important before. He's like, he's like, even if I disagree with the guy, I agree with this. So the problem we're facing today is the polarization. Right? Yeah. It's I have an ideology. I get into that box, and whatever the box says, whatever the instructions are in that little box, I'm going to follow. And it shouldn't be like that. The whole idea should be about good or bad ideas. There's good or bad There's good ideas from the right. There's, there's bad ideas from the right. There's good ideas from the left. And there's bad ideas from the left. And the common ground usually is the liberal leftist or, I mean, um, liberal, classical liberal people in the middle, right? Center left or yeah. center right. And that's what's going to get those two extremes to talk. And I find that you, when you have a, a Peterson and and and, and, and a Gad sad talking, there's a lot of intelligence there. There's a lot of good ideas there. But it's very yeah. easy to mislabel these people as right wingers and alt right and, and, and bigots and xenophobes, and and all the all the fancy wording.
0: Oh, right? what they've been. And that's called, the problem. Yeah.
2: And these are the people. At least we should. Li- yeah yeah exactly exactly that's what it is even if they're they're really intelligent people and i listen Actually. to both of them i'm a big fan of both of them
0: yeah same here and and, and you know what guys just just yeah. as a, as a piece of advice and what if you guys and just to go with what you're saying chris i love what you're saying as well is that as i got older uh, everyone knows i'm a hardcore federalist okay um i do understand i i grew up and i live in quebec and i made a conscious i made an effort and, and a decision that my 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 children will be raised here um but as i got older i realized luigi you you're you're doing a disservice to yourself to not try to understand the other side sit down with a a, a or 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 someone that believes in, in in separatism uh and and try to understand them you you you're never i'm never going to agree with him but i want to know i want to try to understand him or yeah, her
1: I don't think you should try to understand because, th- like Chris said, these are polarized uh, ideologies. The trick, and I'm going to tell you one thing because obviously this is a, a, an area that yes, I was like smack in the middle of, yeah. and I've had a blast with uh, with PQ people. And the only way to make it work is to literally eliminate politics from anything. If you if you see them as individuals, you're going to have a blast. Like they're like I've had. Uh, a tremendous, uh, time with pickets. And I I, I, I couldn't believe that I w- i would never have thought that I'd be parting and having beers or drinks with separatists. You know what I mean? But, yeah. and they think the same thing. They're like, okay, look, this is what we believe, but you know what? Fuck at the end of the day, uh, you know, well, let's put our differences aside yeah. and I'm sure we can enjoy life <laughs> on this yeah, planet together. It's, right?
0: It's so funny. You say that I had a colleague of mine that was a, a picket and, uh, And we seem to get along so well until, you know, one day we're having this discussion finally, and, and we're talking about politics and we look, we literally looked at each other at the same time. You know what guy, we, we literally made a decision. You know what? I think we really like each other. We have a really good relationship. Let's never talk about politics. I said, Vince, you're (laughs) on man. I fucking should. That's 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 perfect. Perfect. And we're still good friends today. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that at all. So that's what I try to yeah. tell my kids. No. I just try, try to understand the other side. That's all I'm telling you. I say, Alessio, Matteo, just try to understand the other side. You may not agree with them. You're going to disagree with them for sure, but just try to at least understand where they're coming from. You know? Um, yeah. One last thing. And, I, and want, I want to, Yeah, absolutely. I want to, another episode of yours that you guys talked. And this one was, by the way, Chris, I, I really want to commend and uh, compliment your, your wife. I forgot her name. I'm sorry. Her name is Alexandra. Uh, Alexandra. Uh, She was fantastic on the toxic masculinity episode.
1: Oh, Careful, bro. Careful. Mm. Don't, 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 don't don't encourage her that much, man. She came in. uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. She,
0: she held her ground with three animals. All right. Um, She, she was great, but that episode was fantastic. Really was. And to me, it's, it's, it's it's a big one. And you know, me raising two boys. I'm like, I find, my, I find myself after listening to that, it's that episode is everything. What I find myself I'm like, how the fuck do I raise these kids, man? These boys treat. I want it to be masculine, but I want it to be sensitive <laughs> and I want it to be tough, but I want it to be sensitive in another way. What do you do? What do you do? Chris, you have, you have boys. Or... <laughs> Guys, help me. Help people I have a boy
2: and a girl. So I, I... Yeah, I understand both dynamics and it's, uh, look, they are what they are. We have to just start with the premise that uh, boys and girls are different. I don't believe everything is a, is a, a social construct. I believe gender is something biological and maybe uh, socially constructed, let's say. But at the same time, you got to let them be what they are, just the best version of them and just not be bad. You know, I find it's it's as simple as that. I know it sounds too simplistic as an answer, but you got to let them be and just learn how to keep the ugly inside. Everyone's a little ugly. Everyone's a little dark inside. You got to learn how to keep that inside. And that's why I don't agree or I strongly disagree with this whole do whatever you feel. You know, it's all about feelings based. Because feelings, feel, feelings are like a thermostat. It gives you an indication of where you are. It's not like go ahead. It's not like a power button where, oh, you know what? You offended me that I'm going to freak out. No. You know what? We've built societies because people were able to keep their feelings in, whether it's toxic femininity or toxic masculinity. And I'm using these words in quotes because I hate the word toxic, right? Femininity is what it is and masculinity is what it is. There, there's good sides and there's bad sides and we have to live with them, you know? So I'm giving you very general answers, Luigi, but I feel like we have to cover it that way because we're missing the point. You know what I mean? We have to see it as nothing is wrong with our kids. Nothing is wrong with our boys. And you're not going to make a better boy by treating him like a woman. And you're not going to get a good woman by treating it like a boy. And this whole confusion that uh, boys and girls are the same it's I I strongly disagree with that, and there's literature to back this up. It's
0: it's not me saying mm-hmm. this. I I hundred. You know, they're not the same. They're not the same. They're not. They're not the same. And you know what? Sometimes <laughs> you know because you know, like I, I'm. How can I say this? I'm I'm a mask masculine man. I don't know. I can't even describe myself. I'm you know a, 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 uh, I do sports and uh, you know I smoke cigars. I try to be tough, but then I still have my sensitive side. But sometimes I find myself, my boy gets hurt, or one of the boys gets hurt or says something, and I just turn him out, just fucking toughen up, man. Then I'm like, and I'm like, just the fact that I'm questioning myself, should I just I've said that? And I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Just just suck it in. Like you got hurt. I, I at your age, I would I came home with stitches and blood hanging from my thing, and my mom like, okay, just go clean up or whatever, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 that constantly. Uh, questioning your parenting skills and trying to relate it to the social norms of what it is to be a parent today, uh, but I, I totally agree with you, man. Boys well, Chris, are boys and girls are girls.
1: Chris said it perfectly in that episode, yeah. right? It's like we're trying to expose masculinity as bad in order to avoid whatever circumstances may come up in the future through these uh, uh, through these emotions or through these feelings, but we need to be just eliminate the bad. Don't eliminate the masculinity. Right. So yeah. it, you know, it's bad to beat on people. So eliminate the beating on people, but it's not because, you know, we're not going to target the, the aggressivity in the mail. Cause Chris said it like the aggressivity in the mail could come in handy. If you're a fireman and you're running into a fire, you're probably going to need yes. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that analogy. Yeah. I love that analogy. Yeah. And and um, it's you know,
2: and same thing with a woman, right? That's why I said in the
0: podcast with a woman,
2: it's it's that it's 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 the female, like when 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 the female dog is around, it, it's cubs, right? It's nurturing, it's loving, but then when she feels a threat, she could be she'll tear your head off, yeah, <laughs> without yeah. a blink of an eye, and and you need both because they need, if you don't nurture the cubs they don't survive, and if you don't protect the cubs, they don't survive, and that's yeah. not toxic femininity, that's being a mommy, we need to accept yeah. mommy with those two attributes, so I hate when society tells you, remove this attribute, this one we keep, this one remove, this one we don't like, it doesn't work like that, it's, no, that's too simple, that's very simplistic and myopic view of the world, and it doesn't work, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and and then, and then there's also the other issue of the 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 medication, right? And you mentioned it, Luigi in the beginning. It's yeah. like, how we control it, your kid is way too excited every day? Let's slap some pills in there. Uh, and, what? Whoa,
0: man. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I I I'm also again uh, afraid of what generation are we raising, right? Uh, that these kids can't even pay attention, or because they're on, they're on Ritalin, or God knows what else they are. I'm not saying that these things never existed, but there has to be ulterior uh, uh, solutions. And I think that the schools are trying this uh, by putting, you know, quiet rooms or or sensory high sensory rooms in certain schools. I know my kid's school has it. Uh, but let's just, let's just not be so quick to say, "Oh, mommy and daddy, you know, we're just tired." Let's okay. Well, doc, what do you say? Yeah. Pills. Okay. Let's give them pills. Guys. I think our, we, we, we owe it a lot more to our children than just try to find those. Yeah. Let's give them pills and, and, and see what happens, you know, and because you gotta, you gotta think about the long-term effects of that, of what what we're doing to our children. And, um, I, I totally agree.
1: And what Alex was saying, which was also very important is that the teacher's job today is so much harder than it was like, for example, in our generation where our parents literally trusted the teachers, like you yes. do what you have to do and I'll just take care of my kid when he comes home kind of thing. Right. So um, the, the, the stress that the teachers are subjected to, like with the parents thinking that they know everything and then, you know, the, the, the opinions and then this expert and oh, look what I read and my kid like there's so much noise. Uh, that kind of obstructs the teachers from just doing her job, right? Which is just teaching your kids, um, and it's not easy, man. It's uh, and you know we've also this is another discussion that we've had on the on the podcast about alternative schools, right? Is our education system the best model, right? Is there a different way to educate our kids? Yes. You know, like instead of putting everything in one same mold that has existed for generations, is there perhaps something different now? Uh, that we should be doing. So I don't know, man. I think, uh, and you know, again, another thing that we discussed uh, in our podcast during this whole pandemic, I, I have absolutely no doubt on my mind that everyone listening or watching this probably has this renewed appreciation uh, uh, of teachers, especially now during the pandemic. I can guarantee that every parent out there, they're like, oh my God, God bless my kids' teachers. How the hell
2: do they do this every day? <laughs>
0: Um, I absolutely and agree and not with only you. that,
2: and it's, it's like my kid is not sorry.
0: No, no, go ahead, go ahead, Chris.
2: Sorry, I just wanted to say that, uh, every, and everyone realized that hey, maybe my kid is not such an angel <laughs> all the time. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally.
0: You know, totally. Yeah, uh, don't get offended
2: when you, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, don't get offended. It, it's funny that you say that, George. Also. Is that uh in a couple of weeks I'm gonna have like a, a, a an educational panel I'm gonna have to try to have different uh, teachers in, in all walks of life and discuss can we I think I think it's antiquated our education system we have to change it somehow we really do and I just want to try to come up with some ideas because what the teachers have to face today is is too much uh, my wife's cousin is a teacher in elementary school and um, she has a class of, um, I believe anyway, in terms of percent is about one third of her class are special needs. How is this teacher supposed to properly educate these, these kids when one third of the class has one certain need and two thirds of the class have a, a certain need? how do these, the two co-mingle and how do you expect this one individual to make sense of this all?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big debate. We've actually spoken about this with Chris, if whether or not it's a good thing to have mixed classrooms and there's studies on both sides. Right. There's studies that that suggest that it's the right thing to do in order uh, for the, the kids that have special needs to kind of push themselves and mm-hmm. to look at the other kids um as examples and for them to kind of evolve and to grow and to you know like there's there are studies that i think have demonstrated that these kids have um uh uh, uh, an edge like they 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 they, they, there's a there's a difference in their um uh, in their learning okay Uh, but at the same time the other side is that it's exactly the question that you're asking. What kind of environment is this, right? I mean, how do you manage it? Uh, are teachers? Do the teachers need to have a whole other specialization on this issue? Like, mm-hmm. like a whole other uh, teaching method, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Because and
1: then, and then and then you have a third angle where it's the parents of the other kids and whether or not they want their kids in that same environment because they may consider that the level might be lower in order for the other kids to kind of keep up. Right. So my kid yeah. is getting the the level of education that he or she should.
0: Well, Chris, if you could just add to that, what, what are these studies saying? And he's, he, George mentioned on both sides of the spectrum, what exactly are these? these yeah. Studies?
2: I, I look, I try to read on both sides all the time. Like I'm never going to make up my mind. Right. So I, I, mm-hmm. I believe that's all. That's how, I've been always maybe taught to learn is that you read example the left you read the right whatever is common that's the truth because they both agree and then everything else is the, the biases right mm-hmm. so you want to get both sides and we find today with with more information and obviously more um, more content being online and more platforms we kind of see sometimes the science split in the middle and sometimes it's not the science that's split in the middle it's the science versus the the activism, right? So you just have to figure out where the information is coming from. But in, in a case like this, I just find it's, it's a question of values. It's what do you value more in the classroom? Do you value the learning or do you value integration? And I don't know what, a, what is a better idea, but we, if you value learning more, then you wanna keep the strong to learn and you wanna keep the people that are maybe a little bit more disadvantaged to learn differently at a different pace and not affect the ones that are lear- learning in the standard way. If you value integration, what you want to do is you want to in, in, integrate these people and say, this is your, little, your first little mini society and let's give it a try. But the results are that now you're putting a burden on the kid because he's uncomfortable. You might be, burdening, you might be putting a burden on the person who's learning a little bit slow and you're making a little bit harder for the teacher as well. So yeah. you see that split. It's like, what do we do? What do we value more? What is the solution? We don't know. Let's test it a little bit longer. Maybe it is a good idea but if you really take what people are saying about it uh i think it's not
0: that's interesting it, it really is because and and once again this is only coming from one that i'm close to as i mentioned it's my wife's cousin and uh certain year it wasn't this year but i think last year i mean it was it was close to burnout i mean she she would just literally guys she would come home and literally down a bottle of wine every night and um, it's not even funny you know at the beginning when she would tell us this we we yeah. would laugh i'm like this this is not funny this and this is one individual this is one teacher you know yeah. um and yeah. i can i can't even imagine the burden and and the burden that these teachers are carrying imagine guys put yourself
1: the question i have is this a, is this a regular school or is this kind of like a school where they're trying to integrate a new system and they have these teachers trained for this sort of
2: environment. A, reg,
0: a regular school, George. Yeah. A regular school. Yeah, you man. know, now, teachers if are, you're you teachers know, are not trained for that. No, I, not, I mean, and it's you're not. not
2: kids.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not necessarily about the kids. It's the, the teaching professional on, and, and how prepared he or she is to handle it. Yes. But the other argument, and this is where sometimes I disagree with Chris, is that exposing this kind of reality to kids at that young age. The argument is that later on in society, you create a bigger acceptance of uh, people with special needs uh, and, uh, you know, you might have them working more in uh, in the workplace. Uh, Like you're going to be much more open to 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 have them as active as possible in the society. I think this is the idea. And I, I, I mean, I don't know how far ahead research has gone there it would be interesting to know if there's anything out there to demonstrate if whether or not it it has worked or it's working as we speak uh but this is the idea but at the end of the day to get back to what you were saying luigi it does come down to the teaching professional um the kids i don't know if they realize it i mean the kid is in its classroom and he's just going to do what the teacher tells him or her to do yeah. right it's just how do you apply uh what Teaching methods? Do you apply for everyone to kind of feel like they're okay, right?
0: Yeah, and, and I also see it, you know, at on on the students level. Uh, last year, my son Alessio had a few uh, special needs in his class, and um, you know, we were talking. Oh, but Daddy, you know, uh, you know, Alessio, you got a little note in your off in your th- in your agenda. You're talking a little bit. You're being dispre- disrespect dis- Disruptive, sorry, and he would always come back. Oh, yeah, but the the kids with special needs—they could do whatever they want, Daddy. You know. So that's just a small little example, right? So uh, you wonder what how the other kids are seeing and and looking at it. And I, I'm not saying that there's one small solution, but let's help these teachers. Maybe give them extra training. Let's make these classrooms smaller, especially the ones that have a higher ratio of special needs students. Mm. Uh, let's give them a, a teacher's assistant, maybe more specialized in dealing with this. Yeah. Um. That there could be solutions. And of course, unfortunately, it always comes down to money. Um, which which the government never has, of course, for the most important thing in, in any society is education and health. And we we have money for neither or. Um, but that's that's another I think another podcast I'd have to no, have you guys great. back for that.
1: No, but that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting panel like if you find like uh enough teaching experts to come on you know i had on my other podcast a a, a gentleman that we used to work with a lot he was a school commissioner and he was th- he's there for a long time right mm-hmm. um and he was uh he was a very forward-thinking guy like he's the guy that brought to my attention this whole reality of um, um alternative schools uh, and we're talking about at a time where nobody was even discussing that in the public spheres, right. In government or anything yeah. else. Uh, and, uh, and now I know that, uh, I remember just before, uh, before I stopped, there was a, a pilot project in place to incorporate. I can't remember how many of them across Quebec. Um, so there seems to be a door open. Um, okay. and, uh, yeah, it was interesting because I had asked them, I mean, how are these things, uh, advancing? How's it going? And, uh, he had just very good things to say. Like the results so far are very, very uh, positive. Of course, it's still new, right? You don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't think kids have gone through the whole cycle to know exactly. But he was—he's—he's uh, he's always been favorable to it. But he, he seems to be very uh, I- encouraged by what he's seen. Uh,
0: have you? Have, uh, have any of you? Are we talking about the same? Because I remember a while back seeing a. A uh, documentary about alternative schools somewhere in Europe, whereas basically the kid decides what they want to learn. The kid decides their curriculum. The kids decide what they want to do. The kids decide when they want to go out and play. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with just interaction and, and socializing and learning how to live with each other, with other humans, and playing and interacting from a very young age. You know what, guys? I, I, I can't say. Is this the type of alternative that you you were you were talking about, George, or just other ways of educating? Yeah. Have you heard any of this?
1: Yeah. Well, Chris has read up a, a lot on that alternative. Okay. So basically,
2: the way it was presented. Yeah. There's to me, there's the alt schools in the U.S. too.
0: Can you can you uh, what what is that exactly?
2: Well, the the alt school is I forget his name. I want to give him credit, but uh, he's trying something okay. similar to what you're alluding to. Uh, Which is a kind of environment where it's not based on the industrial principle, like where you have a teacher in the front and one board and then you have people set up as a factory and uh, you kind of standardize the whole content and learn everything. So obviously, if you think about it, like the school education is is predicated predicated on the fact that it's only academic achievement at its core, at its center, right? The epicenter is just academia. So reading, writing, arithmetic, right? And then slowly, slowly, there's people like discovering different kinds of intelligence. You can have uh, intellectual intelligence. You can have academic intelligence. You can have kinesthetic intelligence. You can have artistic intelligence. And once you understand that some kids will gravitate to different, um, I guess, different activities or different subjects based on that intelligence or that dominance, well, the idea is like, let's have a school where we let the kid kind of decide where he's going to go and what he's really attracted by, where he gravitates to naturally. And then we'll try and reinforce little things. So there is, a, there is a, 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 an effort out there to try and try this out. But again, it, it may sound good. It may sound bad to some people. It's, it's still at the experimental stage. And we don't know if we're going to be doing a, a bigger disservice or not. So at least we're trying things. And uh, you, you spoke about homeschooling too, right? there's a lot yep. of that you know there's a lot of that yes. where it's like you know what i think i could homeschool my kid i'll keep him here why not you
0: know yeah we don't yeah, have a good uh, idea
2: either we'll see well, we'll see. we
0: we don't know because i think it's really the social aspect of it uh, i more of that in terms of uh, of homeschooling yeah. but i do really like the idea and and i remember watching this documentary and i love the idea of alternative schools listen like you said at least let's try what do we have to lose honestly because, they're, like you said, we cannot align kids and what they're good at in academia along lines of reading, writing, and arithmetic. There there has to be more. There has to be more. Yeah, so, it's basically,
1: yeah, it basically focused around the kids' strengths uh, rather than to kind of pound all these things uh, where kids kind of tune off. And, I mean, you, I'm sure you have so many examples of kids that you went to school with that were just horrible yeah. but are really successful right now
0: Yeah, you know what i mean uh,
1: there's a lot of them there's like how does how is this kid running a business he couldn't even add you know five plus five when we were in elementary school or you know that kind of stuff there's a lot of these kids uh, yeah. out there and they're just the lucky ones that actually motivated themselves uh, and uh you know fought the adversity and became whatever they became imagine the ones that didn't imagine the ones that were affected Right. Imagine the ones that uh, that probably had a lower self-esteem, and because of the failure of that education system, ended up not doing much with their lives.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, I, it's it's funny. Uh, Mike Andrew says homeschooling is crap. Sorry, especially now with the virus, government is not helping the parents. I took my kids out of homeschooling, and uh, once again, guys, there was so many comments tonight, and I just didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt the conversation, uh so I didn't put them on, but they are there, and I thank you, everybody who's commented. I wouldn't, um,
1: I wouldn't have a clue. I, I wouldn't know the first thing to do uh, is homeschooling.
0: What? Yeah, I, 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 I have
1: no idea, and the, again, I just value our teachers. I wouldn't know what to do, honestly.
0: Yeah, same here. But you know, it just. The, and this is my last thought on it is that when I really look back at education I look at school now as well and when my kids are learning how much of this do we really need to teach them do they really need to know about some of this let's face it crap honestly so this I think it now I, is a perfect time to relook really at education and what we're teaching our kids that's all I'm saying mm-hmm. we we owe to them at least that's let's, let's, take, let's and I have summarize yeah it. yeah go ahead Chris
2: I just want to say that, guys, I have 10% battery and I might just go off the charts a little bit. I might just That's okay. disappear. I just know, want it's okay. To, but uh, I just wanted to add, uh, I just wanted to say that I think it's going to change no matter what because learning today in school is very much based on memorization. And with the advent of AI, at least the field yeah. that is kind of progressing, that could be easily replaced. So if you want to get your, like in this information age, knowledge is not even powerful anymore. It's applied knowledge. It's what do you do with the knowledge? Because information is so abundant that it loses its value. So you don't want to be teaching information to your kids. You don't want that because it's everywhere. You could just ask for it. You want to teach them values. You want to teach them critical thinking, you know? So I think things are going to morph towards that. And I think a lot of people are conscious. There's a lot of people working in the background, right? Under the radar, trying to bring uh, better solutions. But at least I think we all agree that the current system is a little bit, uh, you know, not obsolete, Antiquated. but it's getting to the point where it needs a little reform.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that note, that's a that's a great, guys. Listen in the show notes, guys. Uh, I put all your Instagram accounts, Facebook, um, Spotify, iTunes, just as dads. Check them out, guys. It's a fantastic podcast. Guys, thank you so much for uh, being here. I truly appreciate I really appreciate it. And I really l- love this conversation we had this night, uh, this evening. Maybe we'll, we'll do it again with, with, the, with the three of you again. And thank you, everybody, for your comments. And um, thanks so much, guys. I, re- I truly appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Luigi. It's good to see you
2: again. All right, man. Thank you for having us. I yeah, appreciate it, Luigi. Awesome. Thank
0: you. Have a great great night, everyone, guys. Thank you so much. Guys, stay on for a second. I'll just say good night. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree Show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.